The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. How are you? How are all of my great friends out there? And hello, Yoshiko Dart. You know how much I love you. We have a great, great friend and advocate on the show today. And all of you, I want you to know first, he is the real deal. Genuine, wonderful person. He is the executive director of the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania, and a wonderful friend of mine that I think so highly of. Welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Chivette. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. So, Steve, for our listeners throughout the world, why don't you start by telling everyone what caused you to join the American Diabetes Association as its leader? Well, I'd be happy to. Uh, Diabetes is very personal for me. Uh, My grandmother went blind because of diabetes. My father died because of diabetes. And my father-in-law has been living with diabetes for over 15 years. So uh, when the opportunity came to lead the Western Pennsylvania Office of the American Diabetes Association, I jumped at it. Well, whenever it's personal, I would know. Living with epilepsy... I know what that does. So, And they were lucky to get you, Steve. <laughs> well, thank you. So, Steve, as you know, diabetes is a disability. Uh, and many people, I don't know why this is, uh, they don't know that, that they are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. And I'm always so surprised when I talk to someone and they'll say, oh, I don't have a disability, I just have diabetes. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think so many people do not realize that it is a disability? Well, you know, Joyce, it's it's a great question, and I think there's two main reasons. First is diabetes has only been covered under the American with Disabilities Act since January of 2009. Um, as you know, it's, it was a long, long, hard-fought battle, one that was waged by the American Diabetes Association as well as others for the disease to be included in the act. Um, you know specifically, Joyce, how discrimination in the workplace prevents incredibly intelligent and capable people from not only leading productive lives but providing significant value to their employers. And, and second, as you mentioned, many people misunderstand diabetes as a disease. Most commonly, um, people think of it as a symptom or an episode and as such do not know the link to other problems including stroke, heart attack, blindness, Uh, kidney failure, amputations, and more. And I think what the American Diabetes Association needs to do is actually invest more resources into communicating the fact that diabetes is indeed a disability and is is protected under the Act, as you mentioned. Yes. Um, And right now we have, for the first time in history, 
a Supreme Court judge with type 1 diabetes, Sonia Sotomayor. So, you know, you can be successful with diabetes, although it's different with everyone. You know, it's different how much it impacts everyone, just as it's different with epilepsy. But listen, if you're listening to the show right now, I know you know I focus on employing people with with, uh, disabilities, and if you are living with diabetes, you're a candidate. And if you're living with diabetes, you are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and and I just really want to make sure you know that. Well, Steve, we've been seeing it on the news. We see it everywhere. We hear about it everywhere, about the drastic increase in the number of children with diabetes, Uh, and it is horrifying. But I wanted you to give our audience an idea of the numbers and also, if you don't mind, how this impacts the poor and the minority community. Well, sure, and and I hope your audience is sitting down because there has been a dramatic increase in type 2 diabetes in today's youth. And, in fact, 90% of all people affected with diabetes have type 2. Moreover, children born in the year 2000 have a 1 in 3 chance, a 1 in 3 chance of developing diabetes in their lifetime. And if you're African-American, Hispanic, or from the Pacific Island, uh, children... Their, their odds are even greater. They're one in two. And because managing and preventing the negative effects of diabetes relies on, on a daily focus of, on nutrition and physical fitness, lower-income families who have less disposable income available for buying the fruits and vegetables that make up a balanced diet, healthier lifestyles take a larger chunk of their take-home income. Oh, because... For example, Steve, you know, if you are a person who is very poor and or a minority and you are disadvantaged and you don't have access to information or to, as you said, the right food choices, you know there's going to be a significant impact. And one of our – we already have a question for you ahead of time since we, as you know, ahead of time send out a quick – press release everywhere, and one of the questions was also, uh, would you just take a moment to explain the difference between type 1 diabetes and type 2? What do you mean by that? Oh, sure. Uh, Great question, and again, because many people don't understand diabetes, many people don't know what the difference is. So for your audience, type 1 is what used to be called juvenile diabetes. Type 1 diabetes means that your pancreas is not producing insulin. Insulin is the energy that fuels your body. If your body's not producing insulin, you die. So people with type 1 diabetes are the people that you will see that are doing insulin shots or have a pump connected to their body that's providing insulin in that manner. Type 2 diabetes is your body is producing insulin but is not able to use it effectively. So your body's producing the energy, but your body doesn't know how to use it. So while uh, type 2 used to be called adult-onset diabetes, as, as you mentioned earlier and, and, and as I, I mentioned as well, the dramatic increase of diabetes in children is specifically related to the type 2 diabetes, the ability to use the insulin that your body is, is creating. Yeah, and see, here's how it's different, folks. 
Never before did we see this big onslaught of youth, young people, elementary school children, people that you would never imagine could be getting type 2 diabetes. But without exercise, the right food, uh, it's going to happen. But, you know, there is, that's why President Obama's First Lady, Michelle Obama, has this big initiative out right now about exercising and getting out there and doing something about it uh, because people realize we need to make a change. And, and Joyce, if I can just add to what you're saying with the increase and the difference today for children compared to years ago, it's what you said. It's the lack of exercise. It's the change in the diet, including the higher consumptions of fats and sugars and heredity issues that are passed from generation to generation. So the best way to control the negative impacts of type, di type 2 diabetes is through maintaining a healthy weight and eating properly because when you have type 2, that enables the body to better use the insulin that is produced. Well, you know, what has caused this, Steve? I mean, this, do you not, don't you think it's amazing from when many of us grew up how children no longer go outside to play but instead are just on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, texting, whatever it is, uh, you know, surfing the Internet versus going out getting exercise? It definitely is a completely different childhood than what you and I remember. Um, it, it used to be on a sunny day, you would be outside. You wouldn't come in until your mother called you or turned down the porch light and said, you're not going to get dinner if you don't get in the house now. Now it's hard to get children to leave the house because of all the the IT, of all the, the games, the electronic games that are available. So the physical fitness aspect is really what has changed compared to, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yes. As a matter of fact, my employees were talking. They said something I, that you just said that I never really thought that, thought about it before, how it sounds. But one of them said, you know, when I was growing up, if I did something wrong, my mother would say, that's it, you have to stay in the house. You can't go outside and play, you're staying in. Go up to your room, you're not allowed. Mm -hmm. Now your parent would say, that's it, you can't be on your video, you can't be on your computer, you can't be doing any of these games, you need to go outside. That's right. It used to be you went outside to play, and when you came inside, you sat around moping because there wasn't anything to do. Now you tell kids to go outside and they mope because there's nothing to do in their in their mind when they go outside. So it's it's a complete uh, dichotomy. Yes, and and even also the way we eat, the family structure, you know, everything has changed. But folks, I've got to if you're listening, I really have to emphasize this with your children. They've they've got to go outside and play. They need to be outside. They need to get exercise. You know, if you are constantly in the house and all you're doing is sitting and playing all these uh, videos, games, or being on social media, I'm telling you right now, you're moving in that direction. And you know what else happens? Not only do you not get exercise, which puts on more weight, but if you're just sitting, what do you think you do? You eat. And what do you think kids eat then? Junk. You know, they eat junk food or whatever because they're in that position. We really need to do something about this. And, Steve, with your American Diabetes Association, I assume you go out and educate people frequently? 
Well, absolutely. In fact, um, just yesterday we we hosted a radiothon with one of our, our great partners out here in Pittsburgh, WJAS, and we did a full day of information cutting in between broadcasts, information on diabetes to help increase awareness of what diabetes is, equally if not more important, what it isn't, um, as well as providing information, our website, obviously, but our outreach and education are our weekly events that we do, talking to a wide array of individuals, companies, schools, etc. cetera. Uh, we do monthly meetings at the children's hospitals. We hold the only diabetes camp in western Pennsylvania every July. Uh, we partner with our great friends at uh, WTAE, again, in Pittsburgh Channel 4 Television, to host our Diabetes Expo in the fall. We've created great partnerships with so many organizations, African-American churches, to provide the educational sessions and materials to help those. We know we can't do it alone, so we look and help uh, create the ambassadors that take our information and go into the community. And that is so important. Well, that's good. And listen, if you want more information, we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. But if you just joined us, we're talking to Steve Shevek, who is the executive director of the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Steve. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Total Career Success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, 
you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for total career success on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined the show today, we are talking to Steve Shivak, the Executive Director of the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania. And as you'll find out from Steve, it is so important to educate, 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 so that we can fight this disability and make a difference in America. I do have a question for you, Steve. Yes. In addition to lack of exercise, what about the fact that due to cost, and what made me think about this, I was in a meeting where this one woman raised her hand and said, you know, we're very poor, or we don't have a lot of money. And for that reason, we can't go to the grocery store and get, you know, buy Brussels sprouts and broccoli and all these things you're talking about. Uh, many families in poor areas seem, because of cost, to be attracted to fast food restaurants. As she pointed out, I can buy this huge meal for only, you know, $8. I mean, mm-hmm. for, you know, X amount of people in my family. Um, so what do you think about that? Well, you, it's... It's great that you heard that comment because neighborhoods that are more economically challenged than others have fewer options in regards to full-service grocery stores or uh, fruit and vegetable stands, full-service restaurants, as well as access to the transportation that takes parents to these types of businesses. So as a result, parents do the best they can with limited resources, as you mentioned, to put food on their family's table. But unfortunately, even the best fast food options in the lower income communities are heavy in fat, sodium, carbs, calories. Combine that with the genetic predisposition that produces the excess insulin, and your kids are going to become type 2. Suggestions that we make typically in the real urban environments is you can't afford uh, vegetable seeds to go to, to plant your own garden. You may not have a backyard. It may be a concrete slab but you can buy a pot, and in that pot you can plant uh, tomato seeds. You can plant um, bean seeds. You can plant a host of vegetables that at least during the warmer months, your your back patio, your, your concrete slab, whatever it is, for for $3, you can have enough seeds to grow a very nice a nice little vegetable garden to help offset some of the things that you are already doing, but a conscientious decision is the first step. Looking for alternatives is the second, and one of the alternatives, especially in the urban areas, is a very affordable way of doing an urban garden. I think that is a great idea. Now, you see, are you all understand what we mean? A lot of times in poor areas, and there have even been legal suits about this, you know, there are a lot of fast food restaurants that move in, and due to economic situations, this is where the person goes. But listen, just as Steve said, you can go to the store and you can purchase beans, for example. 
uh, or lima beans, different beans that aren't that expensive. Uh, and you can, as he mentioned, put a pot outside and you can plant tom- a tomato plant. Or you can get seeds and plant something else. Anything to offset that, but don't just, don't just do the fast food stuff, I'm telling you. It, Correct, it's, and, it's and I don't know work. about... I was going to say, and I'm sorry, sorry for interrupting, Joyce, but I, I don't know if, if your parents were like mine, but my mom in her garden used to jar uh, vegetables or, or freeze them. So even if it's out of season, you're picking your beans, you're jarring your tomatoes, and you do have access to healthier food all year, all year long. Yes, and, and let me tell you what, yeah, that is how my family was, and, boy, it's so delicious, too. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's so delicious. Well, Steve, another question we have for you here uh, is, can you tell me, Mr. Shivak, what is it like to be in a position where you know that you're impacting the actual lives of people in your area? Wow. Uh, What is it like? It's humbling because I am a servant. I am here to help people who who know they have diabetes, to, to help increase the awareness of the disease so that they, so we can increase the research to help find a cure, number one. Number two, I'm here to help the people that have diabetes and do not know it so that they become more aware of what diabetes is and, again, the, the services and the information that's available to them to seek help. And number three, to educate the public at large to say, you know what, one in five people, 57 million Americans, are about to become type 2 diabetic, in addition to the 24 million Americans that already have diabetes. So it's, it's, it's humbling to have the responsibility on my shoulders and that there's other people, other executive directors across the U.S. in my same, in my same position, that we work every day so that everybody understands what diabetes is, understands what it isn't, and helps create the, the opportunity for people to live better right now while we continue to search for the cure, because right now there is no cure for either type 1, type 2, or gestational diabetes. And you know what? I know that health care reform is so important because I know what it did to one young man I hired mm-hmm. when he was able, to, because of the benefits at Bender, to get an insulin pump. He was mm-hmm. so thrilled that when I went to meet him in Mississippi, my employee, he had a suit on, but he didn't care about anything other than showing me the insulin pump and how right. much that meant to him. Because as you well know, people with diabetes have been having one heck of a time when it comes to benefits. So, Steve, tell me, how are the changes in health care reform helping people you work with? Well, I, I think the biggest is what you just mentioned, that the biggest change incorporated into the bill is health care access to all people, regardless of pre-existing conditions, in which diabetes is, is part, was part of that. And so now that's a hurdle that's been overcome. Second uh, is the coverage of children under parents' plans until their mid-20s. That, that's big as well. Those are the two biggest. I mean, the, the precondition by and far is the biggest 
the biggest change that are going to that that will positively impact those who currently have it as well as those who are going to come down with diabetes in the future and and the the only thing that is still in the gray area is while there's been much discussion about lower or contained cost uh, as you know, we're we're still waiting to see this in print, but but as be that as it may, we don't have that yet. The the biggest change again is the the access to all people, regardless of pre-existing conditions. That's huge. Yeah, and it is huge. Do you understand what he's talking about? You should not be able to get coverage because you have diabetes or epilepsy. I mean, this is how it has been. That is why this is going to be so fantastic for so many people. So I assume that this was uh, a major situation for you as it was you know, for us at the Epilepsy Foundation. But I uh, want to absolutely. tell you, you know, Steve, I have been speaking at different events where people have come right on and said to me, you know, why should they hire people with diabetes? It costs them too much. Yeah. Well, that's that's just a it's a silly statement. And if the only reason they were saying that was because of the, the health care options, I would say that their HR office really wasn't examining the wide array of insurance opportunities that were there. It's kind of like buying car insurance. If you are in, you know, you're, you have never had a ticket or an accident, you are getting one type of coverage. You've had a couple of fender benders, you're paying a little bit more. With our health insurance system, it seems like if you had a couple of fender benders, or in this case diabetes, they just said, you know what, we're not even going to give you a higher rate. <clears throat> We're just going to say no, thank you. And again, so with the changes in the in the the in, now it's no longer a bill with the law that's gone through. It, so if you've had a fender bender or if you have diabetes, guess what? You're going to be covered now. And that's that's a, again a great thing for all of us. Yeah, you know what my answer was? You need to worry about all of your non-disabled people that take off Fridays or that party <laughs> or that <clears throat> people that end up with you know that you don't think they're going to have a disability that then they do get a disability. I mean, this way of thinking is so bizarre, and that is another reason I am so happy with this health care reform. You know? Well, well, you and I, Joyce, you know, years ago, we, we talked about that people that have a, a form of disability uh, actually are are much better employees. They're, they're, they have more dedication. They make much better homeowners. They make much better community members because of the fact that they've had to rise to a certain level to be to be unfortunately quote unquote accepted they they have a much more uh, they 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 just understand the community much more better they have a better work ethic they do much better work and and you're right people without disabilities haven't had to work like those that that have risen to the challenge that's right that's why I tell people you know if we didn't want to work we would just stay home mhm mm Although it's hard to work, live on a whopping whatever it is, six hundred dollars, but I'm <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, people with disabilities want to work, mm -hmm. and they do care, and they do really want to make a contribution, and they will be some of your absolutely top, very best employees. Mm -hmm. And with that, so I'm going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, 
We're talking to Steve Shivak, who is the executive director of the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania. And as soon as we come back, we'll give you that website. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every day at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you are listening to the show today, you know we've been talking to Steve Shivak, Executive Director of the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania, and a very good friend of mine, someone I think so highly of. Uh, Steve, I wanted to ask you two questions before we move on. Number one, what is your website? And number two, if anyone is listening to the show today and wants to make a contribution... How do they do that? 
Well, the the answer is actually the same. The website address is www.diabetes.org. And on that website is a wide array of information. It's a very well laid out website that you can get easy access to any information you're looking for. If somebody wants to make a contribution, that's wonderful. They can actually do it right on the website at that page. Or they can call one eight 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 diabetes as well. So either a toll-free number or the website will get them uh, information on diabetes. Uh, let's say, for example, you just found out your son or daughter was diagnosed with diabetes and you know you need to really watch the type of foods they're eating. Well, guess what? Go to the website, click on the menus, and you can download uh, a wide array of recipes. The American di- Here's a little factoid for you. American Diabetes Association is the largest producer of cookbooks. So, really? Yes. That's very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. So, uh, but uh, www.diabetes.org is a great access point, entry point for anybody that's looking for information on diabetes. And if they want to give, that's that's also a way they can they can do that as well. All right. And if someone is listening right here in the Pittsburgh area, and they want to make a contribution to you, how do they do that, Steve? Uh, I take lots of pennies and nickels and quarters. No, uh, they they can do that, again, by the, the diabetes.org website, and they can actually say, you know what, I live in the western Pennsylvania area, and I would like to designate my donation to research in western Pennsylvania, and they can do that. Or by calling the 888-DIABETES number, it actually leads them right to our office as well. So either way, it's, it's very simple, and you don't have to worry about whose extension and what if he's not at his desk or anything like that. If, if people are looking for information or want to donate, we make it as easy as possible to get them the information they need. That's wonderful. And you know what, Steve, do you have any an event do you have an event here in Pittsburgh during the year, like a gala or something of that nature? We we don't have a gala this year. We're starting one next year, but we do have a couple of fundraising, uh, you know, uh, fun fundraising things that happen throughout the year. Uh, one of them is uh, what's called the Tour de Cure, so we we play off the Tour de France name, but it's a it's a family oriented bike ride, and it's in June. And it's actually five routes, so people can do a, if you have small children, you can do an eight-mile ride on a, as far as Pittsburgh goes, a flat road. And for more experienced riders or people foolish like me that haven't ridden a bike in years, you can do a 20, 30, 50, or even a 100-mile length. So that's one of the fun things we do in uh, in June. And then uh, we also do our own walk. We It's called Step Out, uh, Walk to Fight Diabetes. And we do that in the fall at the Pittsburgh Zoo and PPG Aquarium. And we actually get almost 3,000 people that come out to the zoo and help us raise money to uh, fund research. So those are two quick ways. And then real quick, in November, we hold one of the largest diabetes expos in the country. Is that right? Wow. In Pittsburgh, good old Pittsburgh. Uh, We do it at the convention center, and we have thousands of people come in. And we partner with uh, WTAE, the television station here, uh, Channel 4. They're wonderful partners of ours that help promote it. And it's a full day of diabetes education, awareness. We we do a lot of uh, fun activities, but it's a great place for people with diabetes to come and talk to 
uh, the health plans, to come talk to doctors, to come and talk with people that uh, manufacture pumps or, or the insulin or the meters or any product that's related to helping you live a better life with diabetes, they're at the expo. And so it's a lot of fun. Boy, that is fantastic. That is amazing you have the largest thing here. You know that? One of the largest. I can't say we are the largest, but one of the largest. Yes, uh, we're, because we're the only expo in about a three or 400-mile radius well, where Pittsburgh is. We have people come up from Washington, D.C., down from Detroit, from Cleveland, you know, up in Buffalo and so forth. They'll come down for a full day uh, because, hey, Pittsburgh's a great city. So they'll come to the expo, learn everything, stay the weekend, and take advantage of, of all the cultural amenities uh, the city has to offer. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Steve, um, another question we have for you, uh, and actually this comes from a Cindy right in the Pittsburgh area. And the question is, Steve, I think it's wonderful what you're doing now with the Diabetes Association. Uh, it seems the problem with having more and more people want to give back and want to volunteer. My question to you is, do you try to encourage youth to get involved as advocates? Absolutely. We actually have a program that uh, when we hear parents or their children say that they have an interest, in, uh, an interest in, in helping promote the word, whether it's advocacy at the at the the local, state, or federal level, and, and defined as working or speaking to elected officials or advocates on going into their schools and just saying to the principal or the nurse or the even the the gym teachers are saying you know I'd like to talk about my diabetes we have a we have a school program and we work with the students and the parents to go in and make it as easy as possible informative fun and so a lot of times, uh, in fact, just two weeks ago, we had a sugar slide at one of the schools where people basically brought in all the food that they typically eat that's bad for them now that they know it. And they just have a fun day of saying, hey, look what I used to eat and I'm giving it up. And it's because there's been a child in that school that has diabetes that has made everybody start to uh, think about what they're putting into their body. But so, yes, working with children and their parents is a very big part of what we do on a regular basis. And, Steve, what do you do for kids that have diabetes but don't want to tell anyone because they are bullied so much? You know what? It's a huge issue. Uh, one of the big things we've discovered uh, for children with diabetes is self-esteem. And so we do a couple things. Number one, uh, we have a camp uh, that's a one-week overnight camp that's run every summer. It's uh, uh, July 11th this year. And we have uh, the maximum number of kids the camp will hold is 128. So we get 128 kids every year that come from over 20 counties in western Pennsylvania that spend a week with people who are, quote, unquote, just like them. Because many of the smaller schools, they're the only person in their school that they know that have diabetes. So for at least one week a year, they learn they're not alone. These are some friendships that, that have lasted for decades. We've done the camp for over 30 years. So these kids have graduated out of the camp. They've come back as camp counselors. And true story is we have several of the medical practitioners who went to camp who now are at camp helping out the kids. 
so that's one way. So one of the the main issues of camp is building the self-esteem that just because you have a pump or just because you're leaving class to have injections does not make you any different than anybody else. The only thing that's different is you have a weakness in a certain area as compared to that bully who really has a weakness in his own self-esteem, but that's not your problem. Uh, the other thing we do with children is we have – uh, a, a program that we put children through the minute that they're diagnosed or the minute we find out they're diagnosed. And it's a program that helps them understand their disease, helps their parents understand the disease, and equally, if not important, helps their brothers and sisters, their siblings, understand the disease. So they, are, they come out of this program united. And so they don't look at it as a disability. They look at it as, hey, this is something that we do. Every family has you know, some type of disability. It might be Steve Shivak who never stops talking. I'll tell that, you, the family thinks that that's a huge true. disability. I mean, but so, so everybody has something. And so we teach the kids that theirs is just their body doesn't produce insulin or doesn't use insulin right. What's the big deal? And and so have them walk around with that mentality, not a victim mentality. And I have to tell you something, Steve. I am very big on this bullying thing. I have been going across the United States speaking to young people in high school who are being mercifully bullied, especially children with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I am very big on this. So, you know, I just want to say for any young person listening to the show, with diabetes who's being bullied, we have your back. We do, and and if they want to write the name of the kit down, it's called WISDOM, W-I-Z-D as in David, O-M. They can go online, and they can fill out information that says, hey, I'm newly diagnosed, I'd like to get this WISDOM kit. Not only will the kit be sent to them, but the local office of the American Diabetes Association will contact them and arrange a time to come and work with them and their endocrinologist to help them better understand the disease and how they're just like everybody else. Yeah, that's right. And anyone that says you're not, just remember, they're the loser, not you. I I just did a big thing, Steve, in Washington, D.C. for our National Epilepsy Walk uh, this past few weeks ago. And at this, I interviewed all these people, including... Alan Fanica, New York Jets, Jason Snelling, uh, Atlanta Falcons, Greg Grumberg from the TV show uh, Heroes. And I'll go up to them and say, I'm Joyce Bender, and I'm out there fighting for kids with disabilities that are bullied every day. What do you have to say? You know what they all said? What's that? I've got your back. Mm-hmm. And That's we it. do. Remember, no one is worth taking your time or your life ever under any circumstance. Correct. And with that, we're going to go to break, but we'll be right back with Steve Shivak from the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. Welcome back. This is Joyce Bender with Steve Shivak from the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania. And if you did not get to hear the entire show today, just go to voiceamerica.com or benderconsult.com and you will be able to hear the shows as they are archived. Uh, Steve, we have been talking about diabetes and the impacts, quality of life, in all areas that it is having on people living with this today. And I just want to tell you I'm so excited about having you as a leader in our area. Um, once again, would you mind giving everyone your website? Oh, sure. The website is www.diabetes.org. And just in case, diabetes is D-I-A-B-E-T-E-S.org. Okay, and once again, what should they look, you mentioned several things you have going on this year, but what are your major initiatives for this year, in your opinion? Well, the the major initiatives, number one, is we have a whole grassroots uh, initiative taking that we launched in November called Stop Diabetes. 
And if you think of uh, when, when somebody yells out, stop, what do they do? They normally hold their hand straight out. So our, our, uh, our, our service mark, our trademark with Stop Diabetes is a handprint with a drop of blood on the finger that you know, and signifies the, the testing that all di- people with diabetes have to take. So Stop Diabetes is a grassroots roots movement we launched in November to increase the awareness of diabetes, to let people know that it's not a symptom that 24 million Americans are known to have it. In Western Pennsylvania, it's over 300,000. And in Western Pennsylvania, every county is above the national average from a statistics point of view. So Western Pennsylvania has a big, big issue with diabetes. So number one, it educates people, lets them know there's action steps they can take. They can go to the website. They can download information. They can take it to elected officials. They can take it to their schools, information to the schools, to the nurses, to say, I just want to make sure that you are fully up to speed on how to treat children in our schools with diabetes. You're taking a long test, your child's sugar drops. Guess what happens to their concentration? It, it suffers. So their test scores suffer, suffer. So students with diabetes, unless their, their program, their sugar is programmed correctly, they're not going to test as well. And that's a big issue. That's a big issue for students, especially as competitive as schools are getting. And that's just a, another example. But Stop Diabetes is a major initiative that we do. Obviously, we raise money to find a cure for diabetes. In, in Western Pennsylvania area alone, in the past five years, we have brought in grant, we've given grants out in excess of $15 million to researchers in Western Pennsylvania to identify the causes for type 1 and type 2 diabetes. And as we mentioned earlier in your program, we raise that money through a variety of ways, but the Tour to Cure bike event and the Step Out event that we do are the major ways that we raise money. So the big things we do is, is stop diabetes. We want it stopped, and we want to cure the people with diabetes. And we can only do that through, through research. And unfortunately, research costs a lot of money. Every disease is a good one. If you have somebody with diabetes or you're directly impacted with diabetes, then look to, look to our look to the American Diabetes Association to to put your hard-earned money to find a cure because we won't let you down. We've spent it very wisely. We're very well recognized in the community for how we spend your dollars to find a cure. That is wonderful. That that really is. And you know what? I've got to ask you a quick question. Steve, why the heck do we have this problem in western Pennsylvania? You know, it's it's a great question. I think it goes back to some of the things we talked about a little earlier, and that's the sedentary lifestyle. In addition, the uh, the average age of people in Western Pennsylvania is higher. You know, we've got a, a very uh, we've got an older population. So you take an older population uh, whose whose uh, bodies start to break down because we're not as active. So you're gaining more you're gaining more weight. You're not eating as right. And if you are already predisposed, you're, if your your cell already has that problem, that's not going to be able to use insulin correctly. Then that extra cheeseburger, no offense to cheeseburger lovers, I like them too, but that extra little thing that you do that isn't nutritionally the best thing for you might put you over the edge and all of a sudden you're type 2. And your cells, just like that with a snap of a finger, will will not be functioning properly to either produce or use the insulin your body needs. Wow. Wow. Well, we gotta be, we got to change that. No doubt about it. Well, 
Steve, I want to ask you a few last questions. One is, what do you hope, Steve, to leave as your legacy? Oh, wow. Um, well, the, the, actually, this is easy for me, and that is that no more grandchildren grow up without knowing their grandparents. Uh, my father passed away when my daughter was only 18 months old. So even so, I know he's looking over her and is so proud of his little Sarah, but that's that's what I hope to leave. Well, isn't that a great legacy? Well, Steve... You know, that that is a great legacy, and I hope that I, I am with you on that 100%. Well, let Thank me you. just tell you my last two questions I have asked to every guest on the show over the past six years. And I will tell you right now, the next one is always one of the hardest, but I wanted to ask you, Steve, over the past year at the American Diabetes Association of Western Pennsylvania, what would you say you considered your greatest accomplishment? Hmm. Well, you know what, Joyce, that's actually probably the easiest question today that you've asked me, and, and that's because uh, my accomplishment is really nothing. All I've done in the past year is harness and channel the knowledge um, and the passion of our volunteers and the funders and the staff to create ambassadors who go out in the communities and break down, as we talked about, the preconceived ideas about what diabetes is, what it isn't, and the impact it has on individuals, families, communities, and the companies. So, so that's, that's what, if you call that an accomplishment, I've taken the passion, I've taken the knowledge, and I'm just helping them harness it in the right way to, to make the biggest impact. Well, I want to tell you what you got a great attitude there, Steve. And listen, do you have any special uh, message since you're talking about this? Do you have a special message for your board members? Well, for, for board members, for those out in the community, uh, it's, it's a reminder that there is no cure for diabetes. 24 million Americans right now have it. 57 million additional Americans are, are on the border, meaning pre-diabetic for type 2. One in five additional Americans. Diabetes kills more people every year than AIDS and breast cancer combined. And as with anything else, the best consumer is an educated consumer. So I encourage your listeners to get the facts about what diabetes is, what it isn't, learn if they are a member of their families at risk. And as we mentioned earlier with the website, go to the website, the www.diabetes.org. Help yourself and help us stop diabetes. That's the message I'd like to leave with your listeners. Well, what a great message that is. And and I would like to say to all of you, board members here in Pittsburgh, people at the national office, you have a great leader with Steve Chevec. So I hope you all get behind him because if you do get behind him, you are going to be able to make so much happen. He, I know this man has a heart of gold, and he's very genuine, and I know he really lives this. So, you know, I hope you all get behind him. And once again, anyone listening to the show today, especially if you're in this area, and that would be Pittsburgh or the greater uh, part of western Pennsylvania, if you want to make a contribution, a financial contribution, once again, how do they do that, Steve? They can call one eight 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 diabetes or if they do want the 412 number, they can call 412-824-1181, 
or go online to diabetes.org. And even if they're not in this area and they, they don't know where an office is or what office would be closest to them, call me, and I'll help direct them to the right area that will help them. All right, and you know what? When you're listening to me talk about this, if you're thinking, I can't contribute thousands, hundreds, whatever it is, everything counts. I don't care if it's ten dollars. Just Joyce, think, I've everyone, got a letter in front of me is, from if, a girl. Just, just think, Steve. If everyone in America gave you one dollar, think how much money you'd have. I have a letter right here from a girl named Ellie. She did a lemonade stand because she found out her friend has diabetes, and the letter was eight dollars. And the letter brought tears to my eyes and everybody in this office. Well, you know what? What's her first name? Mountains. Ellie. Ellie. As far as I'm concerned, you are a champion, Ellie. Absolutely. There should be more people like you in this country. So that's why I'm saying anything is important. So before we close the show, um, I do want to end with a quote. And today, guess who it's from? It is President Barack Obama talking about Judge Sotomayor. And this is what he said. It is my understanding that Judge Sotomayor's interest in the law was sparked as a young girl by reading the Nancy Drew series, and that when she was diagnosed with diabetes at the age of eight, she was informed that people with diabetes can't grow up to be police officers or private investigators like Nancy Drew. In essence, she was told she would have to scale back her dreams. Well, Sonia, what you've shown in your life is that it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, or what challenges life throws your way, no dream is beyond reach in the United States of America, said President Barack Obama. Steve, thank you so much for being with us today. No, thank you for the opportunity, Joyce. It has been a pleasure. You've been listening to Steve Shivak, Executive Director of the American Diabetes of Western Pennsylvania, and this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.